Street Epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about Street Epistemology at streetepistemology.com. get started here. Thanks for joining us, SE community members. Really glad to have you here. This is our first SEI community town hall, and I'm the executive director of Street Epistemology International. That's what SEI stands for. And I'm joined by several members of the board here. We've got Kevin Elsing. Hey, Kevin. Kevin is our secretary, and he's been on the board for over a year, I think, now. Yeah. yeah. And then Robert joined the board shortly around the same time. And uh, he's been a great asset to the board, helping us with strategic planning and business planning and all sorts of other fun stuff, helping with the course. And then I'm also joined here by Georgia Phelps. Hello, Georgia. Hi. Georgia's Hello, our everyone. Georgia's our treasurer and one of our latest additions to the board, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, we'll... I, I, I came in two years ago. Two years ago? Okay. Gosh, it's been flying. And then uh, we'll soon be we'll soon be joined joined by Reed Nicewonder. He's the president of Street Epistemology International. I'm sure a lot of people have uh, want to see him um, up here as well and answering questions. And then we have two other board members: Roman Tarasov and Janosch Ridzi out of Germany. And um, they they will uh, probably be joining us here soon. So we are recording this, as, as you've heard. We're planning to put the audio on the Street Epistemology podcast so that we can reach a broader audience. We get about 1,500 to 2,000 plays of that podcast, which is kind of interesting because sometimes we hear, we see more plays of the audio than we see plays of the video that we upload to the SE YouTube channel. Um, we plan to make this a recurring event. We're going to plan to do this every two months, and then we'll see if we want to keep it at two months or maybe go more frequently every one month or maybe shift it to quarterly. But the important thing to take away there is that this isn't going to be just a one-off thing. We want to meet with you occasionally and regularly to address any issues or concerns that the community has about street epistemology or some of the things maybe that Street Epistemology International is doing. And maybe lastly, before I get to reading, sort of doing a synopsis of the community response letter that we put out, we are doing this right now on the Discord server, but we have plans to shift this around. like. Maybe next time we'll do this on a Zoom call, or there might be Twitter spaces or something along those lines. So we'll probably shift this along, uh, shift this around. So if you want to keep up with that, we'll make an announcement on this Discord server where we're doing that next time, but don't just expect it to be here all the time. Okay. Well, we made a huge announcement five days ago about street epistemology and street epistemology international the relationship between the community and those two entities, uh, the relationship with Peter Bogosian and SE and SEI. Um, myself and the board spent literally hours and hours and hours working with each other and then also people from the community to truly understand the problem, document it as best we can, and then come up with actionable solutions to improve things. That's what we're trying to do. Some of the key takeaways from the letter, I'll drop the link in the in the chat if it's not there already, and then we'll put it in the description of the podcast episode too, so people can read that. But in short, uh, there's several things that Street Epistemology International is doing to um, 
I guess you could say, protect the brand of street epistemology with regards to video examples that are being released and uh, people's perceptions of those videos and people's perceptions of the relationship between SEI and content creators and so forth. So one of the first things that we are going to do as SEI is develop a, a checklist. This will be based off of the course Navigating Beliefs, which is the, the self-directed free course that you can take that members of the community and, um, and people from SEI and so forth have been working together for the last three years to put out. We're developing a checklist to allow people to watch an SE conversation and then judge it, like analyze it and see, does this meet, does this conversation that I'm watching meet the requirements of being able to say that it's street epistemology? That was one thing that, that kind of fell out of this whole process was that there's ambiguity about that and people don't like that ambiguity. So myself and Robert, and we found two other people from the community that will be joining the, the, uh, the SE course development team and help us build out that checklist. So that'll be really cool. So watch for that. If you're interested in helping with that, message myself or Robert, and we can talk about what you might be able to bring to the team for that. So that should be really important. The other thing that we're doing is um, managing the playlists that are on the SE YouTube channel and the playlist that one will see when they go to the SE website as well as the list of content creators. But let me start with the playlist first, okay? I think if you were if you were to go back to the SE website back a couple like a week ago, you would see a list of the latest SE releases and then all the content creators. Well, we've changed that. So if you go to the page now, and maybe somebody could drop the link to that page, the content creators page in the chat. Um, if you go to the page now, you'll see a community curated playlist right at the top. We want people from the community to make the determination of what they think is a sufficient example of street epistemology to present to the community. So we're actually looking for volunteers to contact us. We'll check your qualifications to see if you know, you, you know what SE is and so forth. And then we can give you access to uh, a limited access to the street epistemology YouTube channel. And you could be adding play, adding videos to that playlist directly, which will be really great. Um, at the moment, last I checked, there are no videos in this playlist because nobody's volunteered yet, as far as I know, to help us do that piece of it. So that's one thing that I hope comes from this discussion is that we get a couple of volunteers to, to help us with that. We'll still have the latest releases playlist video. So that will be a video of anything related to SE, whether it's a criticism, a demonstration of SE, or an interview about it, or a review discussion. Um, but we will exclude a, a new type of video that we've identified, which are these experimental videos. And we're, we're dubbing the Spectrum SE uh, videos that you typically see as experimental. Um, they're still a work in progress. And they could give people the impression that that's what SE is, even though it doesn't necessarily get to the epistemology level. So we thought it might be valuable to quarantine those, so to speak. So those are all getting stuck into an experimental playlist. So we'll have the community curated playlist. We'll have um, all the SE videos with the exception of these experimental ones. And then we'll still have, um, it's not that we're just bearing these things. You can still get to them. If you navigate to the Street Epistemology YouTube channel, you can see all the playlists that are there, including the experimental ones. But we won't just instinctively link to that from the website. We've kind of buried it a little bit because it's still kind of a work in progress. Okay. So there's been a lot of shenanigans with playlists going on. Um, the other thing about playlist is we're starting to, uh, we, we've always done the video of the month. 
and it's kind of been like an afterthought, like, oh shoot, we, we need a video of the month for the website. What do we do? But what we'd like to do is start pulling from the community curated playlist. These are videos that the community has deemed good SE. And what SEI would like to do is on a monthly basis, look at that playlist and then and pick one. So this would be SEI's way of sort of saying, like, we're endorsing this format. Like the way that SE is being done here is, is like optimal. So this would be sort of SEI's one and only chance of sort of endorsing a video or maybe even a content creator. But that would be through the filter of the community curated playlist. All right. There's also things that, let's see here. That's pretty much, is there anything else? Oh, the other thing that we're doing is these regular public events, like the one that we're doing right now. And there's all sorts of topics that we can be talking about here during these discussions. Um, we've updated the SE website. There's uh, a couple of FAQs that we've added that outline the relationship between Street Epistemology International and Peter Bogosian. I won't necessarily go over here because you have the link to the document now. Um, we've added a question about how does SEI manage practitioners? And the short answer is we really can't or, and don't. And then <clears throat> the third question was about, let's see, where did I miss one? Oh, the history of street epistemology, international and street epistemology. We did have this kind of buried in the course. So if you've taken the navigating beliefs course, you would have seen that, but we've made this more prominent on the FAQ page. And then those three questions, if you go to the FAQ page on the SE website, there's probably a hundred questions in there. So we've moved these up near the top. So anybody going from top to bottom, these would be three questions that they would encounter pretty quickly. All right. Um, we're also dedicated to fixing the completing the course. There's also things that content creators can do. So if you're an SE content creator, there are many things that you can do to help with the perception of the SE brand. And that would be to generate content that's consistent with the Navigating Beliefs course, a course that was created by members from the community, beta tested and tested over and over again from volunteers. And um, yeah, if, so if you're a content creator, if you can keep generating content that's that's consistent with how we're teaching in the course, uh, that would be a great way of sort of enforcing that brand. <clears throat> uh, creators are also encouraged to review SE content that they think might be not in keeping with with what they expect to be the standard. We used to uh, probably a year ago review videos of SE examples was commonplace and it kind of fell out of favor. I guess maybe people got burnt out or something. But I've heard from many people that people love watching SE review shows where the content creators themselves are talking about what they liked and didn't. And we'd love to see more of that. And that kind of feedback to the content creators is going to be really useful for, for improving them. Uh, let's see here. I'll jump to the next one here. There are also things community, uh, SE community members can do. Uh, one of the first things you can do is join the, take the course and um, invite other people to take it as well. If you recognize that somebody's new to street epistemology, it might be one of the first things you want to ask them is, did you take the course or would you consider taking it? Because you can really learn a lot about SE that way. We also encourage community members to like, share, and subscribe to SE-related content that they think is a good representation. Support those content creators that you like the most so that those channels can get more views and that those creators don't get discouraged because it could be really it could be really discouraging as a content creator 
to like go out and do the videos and upload them and you get 63 views you know it could be really discouraging especially when you see other examples maybe that are not as good at se getting like a hundred times that or more it could be really 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 discouraging so as a con as a community member i would ask you to do what you can to boost those channels as much as as much as possible we're also asking people from the community to to help us build a rubric that can be used to evaluate the quality of the content that they're seeing and maybe even the content creators this is not a, an area that sei necessarily wants to get into because we want to stay neutral and there's other projects we want to do and we want we want everyone to be exposed to se but we also realize that this is important but we want to um, engage the community i guess you could say on this so if you're if you're concerned at all about the quality of se content there are people at the moment, and I hope, I don't know if I should mention, there, there's one fellow in particular who's working on a rubric to evaluate the quality of an SE conversation, and that's awesome. We'd like to see more of that. And uh, you could also vo volunteer to help us with that playlist. There's a link. I'm going to grab this link and put it into the chat. Since we have so many people here, I can't miss this opportunity, but this would be where you would go to indicate that you're interested in helping to volunteer for the, for the playlist. Let's see. There's also things community moderators can do. I know we have FK here and Cosmo and Ragnar is also a moderator of this group. There are, there's about a dozen people that monitor different SE platforms around the, the internet. And we're starting to meet with them as well. We've, we've expanded the community, the community creators committee that we've had to include online moderators, people who moderate SE communities as well. So there will be a regular gathering of those people. But some of the things that those folks can do would be to, um, if you encounter somebody who's on your platform who doesn't seem like they understand what an SE is, ask them if they, it's the same advice for the community members, ask them if they're familiar with the course and if they've taken it. And you might want to direct them to that. And uh, the other thing would be to, you're welcome to attend those monthly gatherings that we talked about. We want to have you there and share ideas across the different platforms. And then uh, Reed is not here yet. He's probably still eating lunch. He's in England, I think, at the moment or something. Um, would that be dinner? <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's some things that Reed is going to be doing. He is working independently and in collaboration with Peter Bogosian. Uh, Peter's the, the guy that started Street Epistemology with this first book, and then he wrote the second book, uh, How to Have Impossible Conversations. Uh, Peter um, Reed is working directly with Peter to try to focus the tone and quality of their spectrum se content and then uh some people might be wondering what the hell am i doing well uh i started uploading videos again for one thing like i want to put some video examples that are out there that show show decent se i guess at least as i understand it uh, so you'll st start seeing some videos on my channel um, i'll be hosting and ask me anything i've done three of them already so i'll be doing my fourth one on february 5th and that's the place that you want to go if you want to know like my own personal opinion of specific content creators or if you want to ask me more personal questions that would be it this this format is really more i have my my executive director cap on today uh, but you can join the ask me anything on february 5th at 3 p.m to ask me questions and then what else here i guess the, those are the two big things and i'm also responsible for making sure that we execute all the things that we talked about and i've been really busy with that 
So, whew, I'm glad that I got that out of the way, but I thought that that was really important because we're going to be releasing the audio. And if, if somebody doesn't have that context, they may be wondering what are all these questions coming up uh, from, from the crowd. But this is really, uh, this is really for you all uh, to get things off your chest or ask us questions. And the way that you can do that is you can raise your hand. I'll add you to the stage. Oh, and just in time, here comes Reed. I'm also looking to see if there's anyone else from the board down below that I can add up here, but I'm not seeing anybody here. So, um, hey, Reed, how you doing? He might not be able to talk. He's probably on a double, double, double decker bus heading back to his Airbnb. Um, all right. So this is your opportunity. Feel free to raise your hand. We'll add you to the stage. Uh, you don't have to turn on your camera if you don't want to. I know that that could be kind of intimidating to do. So if you want to leave your camera off, that's fine. Uh, but we are recording this, so the audio could go out. Just keep that in mind. Did I miss anything, folks? Did you want to add anything to to that intro a little bit? Robert, you have nothing to say? Okay. Well, lots to say. <laughs> As with a Hopefully I didn't miss on this. Yeah, I hope I didn't miss anything from the letter. Um, but uh but yeah, we're we're really trying to work on improving this this dynamic. It's such an interesting thing. We got this, you know, this guy that started SE and then other people started developing it, and then uh you know, the variations that we're starting to see and the topics that are being discussed and the diversity of people who are coming across SE. It's it's just a phenomenal thing to be a part of. Yeah. And uh, so I hope you'd be gracious. I hope you're gracious with us as we try to figure this out ourselves along with you. But the main point of this letter, I guess, is is just that, like, we, we, we have a suspicion of what we need to do to execute to fix this. But a large part of it is going to be relying on, on volunteers from the community to help us do it. And I'm hoping that that might be one of the things that, that come from this is, is a few more people to help us make this make this a reality. All right, I'm scanning the audience and I don't see any hands up. Oh, that's interesting. Am I missing something? Anthony, I see an important question from Jan asking if creators can add their own videos. I suppose conceptually a creator could volunteer to get access to the and have the ability to add videos to the community curated playlist. So I, I suppose technically, technically yes. One option that we thought of with regards to content creators and their videos is that we thought it would be cool to, instead of, unless your channel is all about SE, like my channel is and a few other content creators' channels are all about SE, if you diversify in your channel and maybe you do knitting a little bit here and then you do SE here and then you do activism here or something, you it might be better to put all your street epistemology videos as you as you as you call them that stick them into the play into a playlist and then we could conceptually link to that playlist of your se videos as opposed to going directly to your channel and keep it much more targeted and focused so that's one option that we can do but th the best way for a content creator to get their videos added to a playlist and i'm talking specifically the the uh what do we call this one not we renamed it it was latest releases but it's now called the latest street epistemology related videos playlist if your video has the word street epistemology in the title or the description or it's tagged more than likely we'll see it and we'll add it to that playlist regardless of the quality of it unless it's that experimental stuff so so yeah if you're a content creator 
mark it as street epistemology and it will likely get into the playlist and uh, we're really good about catching those and sticking them in there i i think it's uh, as as originally conceived the idea of the content um of the community curated uh, playlist is that uh the community is self-correcting that uh the community here um is filled with people who are not shy to speak up so if a content creator wishes to place themselves uh, on that playlist, uh, of course, they're free to do so. But I think the community as a whole will help, will, will, will weigh in on, uh, on that. So um, it, it, it'll have an ability to uh, self-correct. Yeah, I think we're asking individuals to help curate that playlist. Volunteers, is that correct? Yeah. yeah. So, but you you don't necessarily have to be a content creator to help with the the curation of the community curated playlist. Yeah. We see another question here from JTRS. How can people apply to volunteer? Okay, I thought I dropped the link in there, but I'll put it in again. There's an Asana form, and it's it might be a little counterintuitive. I think you have to select uh, what was it read. SE volunteer. There's, yeah, there's a box, a volunteer box in that in that Asana form. Yeah, that's where you can indicate that you're interested, and then we'll we'll have a chat with you, and then we'll give you access. Okay, to that. I you to probably make need sure people see that link that mm -hmm. you did drop. Yes. So, wh who are we looking for with that? Like, if you if you're infatuated with SE videos and you watch them the second you spot one, if you're into it that much, then you would be a great candidate to make that determination of is, this is something we want to stick in this community curated playlist that the public will see the most if they go to the SE website. So if that's, if that's your game, if that's your, your area of, of interest, then you would be great for that. Um, okay. Okay. So no one's coming up, but if you have questions, why don't you go ahead and just type them? It seems like George is keeping an eye on them. Maybe just preface it with the word question so it stands out or something. Um, yeah. We have a raised hand. Okay, Jan, I'm going to bring you up here to the stage. And then if there's any more written questions, we'll get back to that after Jan. Hi, Jan. Hey, uh, Anthony. Hi, uh, SEI board. Um, it's it's very nice to see such a good representation of SEI board uh, on this first uh, town hall event. And I think it's a very good idea. And I uh, also want to compliment you all on the work that you did to improve the um, yeah, improve the improve the public perception of SE uh, and the connection uh, between Peter Bogosian and SEI. That's much clearer now. I wanted to ask you all. Um, what's so far your um, uh, your understanding of the reception of the um, of the of the community letter? How oh. have people re responded to it so far? Well, I I don't think we received any email or direct, I haven't received any email or direct message saying that was great or that was horrible or anything in between. It's been pretty much silence. With the exception of a little bit of chatter that I've seen on this Discord server, it might have even been your thread, Jan, I'm not exactly sure, where I've seen discussions about it. And it seemed like it was it was mostly positive, like leaning more towards the positive. Like, you know, it, it wasn't perfect, but it, it was 
decent. That's kind of the kind of the sense that I got, which is yeah. probably probably something to be, you know, happy to achieve that. Of course, we, we kind of want to knock it out of the park, but also, you know, we don't want to overstep either and and make a false move. So we're just kind of moving with purpose and carefully. But for the most part, it's been above average, but not an overwhelming one way or the other. What do y'all think? Did you, Kevin, do you have any thoughts on that? I know you're pretty plugged in. Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing, the big thing here that we want to get across is this is a work in progress and we weren't expecting this to be a one and done. Uh, it's really meant to be um, a more of a community engagement between the board and the community and making sure that because you guys are such a big part of what street epistemology is, we want to make sure that we've got that symbiotic relationship with each other. Yep. What would be the next step? Is, is, uh, is there already a clear picture of something that, that could be discussed as a potential next step if, uh, if we see the need? I, I, I think we're in a, in a kind of a monitoring mode at this point. We've done, we've done this. And we're having the, uh, this town hall, and uh, we're uh, we're seeing what happens next in terms of uh, if anything goes off the rails. So, uh, as a result of that monitoring, then we could step forward and take any other additional actions. Uh, but at this point, it's kind of wait and see what happens next. There's also the element of the SE website that kind of comes to mind for me right now. We're we're kind of saddled with a website that is very difficult for us to update even when we brought in experts who are familiar with that kind of software believe it or not you've even had difficulty you know adding one word to the homepage of the website it's it's been that crippling and i think once we once we migrate the website to the same platform that we're running the navigating beliefs course in we have a, it's so much easier for us to edit it and that will allow us to to better display the content creators that are out there these playlists the video of the month so what you're seeing right now is kind of a kludgy work in progress to kind of do what we wanted to do with the community with the existing website but i think it can get actually better and laid out even nicer and maybe even allow content creators to edit their bio or the link to the playlist that they have on there where they can have maybe their top three videos showing there's a lot of there's a lot of features and functionality that i think we'll be able to implement down the road once we switch over to that website so that's one area that i'm looking forward to bringing this to Uh, when we when we decided on on that platform, uh, we looked at future future potential, and so uh, SEI as a board decided upon a platform which has uh, plenty of room for future growth. Integration of uh, the Navigating Beliefs course with uh, with the uh, the main website and other kinds of learning and training uh, materials and uh, activities uh, with and through the uh, SEI website. So stay tuned for uh, that as we uh, pursue those plans. All right. Thank okay, you yeah. very much. Thank you, Jan. For the audience. Okay. And I saw that somebody else had raised their hand, but then they lowered it. So feel free to raise your hand again if you want to come back on now that Jan has, has stepped down from the stage. Ready for another comment? Yes, please. C CPS. 
If what I am hearing is correct, the Spectrum Street Epistemology exercise is out of step with the aims and goals of the organization. Is that correct? And if so, why? Out of step with the organization. So this is a this is a tricky question because the organization developed a course in community in, in conjunction with the community to develop a standard of what SE is. And that's the Navigating Beliefs course. And we call that sort of standard SE or vanilla SE. Um, but we also don't want to discourage experimentation. That's what's made SE stronger over the years. Like if you look back at the earlier videos that I've uploaded or read compared to some of the newer stuff today, it's light years ahead. So we don't want to, we don't want to crush experimentation. So, um, I'm kind of drawing a blank now. Where where was I going? Yeah, with what's that? what's the main main difference between main SSE difference. and SE? Yeah, one of the biggest so so experimentation is great. However, when we see experimentation, and I said when I say we, I, I mean sort of like SEI. When experimentation differs greatly than what we're teaching and what we've come to know as SE, it worries us because now it can in, in, introduce brand confusion and and that type of thing. So but we also but again we don't want to discourage it either so one of the one of the things that we thought we'd do is just sort of partition it you know experimentation can still happen um but the, i guess the 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 the, delineate, the delineating thing for for us i think when we look at examples of se that are out there or examples purporting to be se is is it hitting those markers that we expect to be hit when you're doing se is a claim being isolated and is it clear and concise all right. Let's, let's not even worry about confidence level, but that'd be nice to have confidence level, but it's not a requirement. But what was rapport like? Rapport seems to be a really big part of SE. Is there trust? Is there openness? Um, and then probably the other big thing is, did the, did the conversation get down to exploring the methodology that was being used to evaluate the quality of the reasons or explanations for thinking that this claim is true? And we understand that you're not going to hit epistemology level stuff every time you do se that would be like a, a very high bar to expect but we would expect if you're doing se that you're occasionally getting down to that level so if there are examples out there that are purporting to be se that don't hit some of these markers then that's that's a concern to us and that's one of the reasons why we want to develop that se checklist yes. so that people from the community can evaluate these examples give feedback to the content creators and say hey like i noticed that you missed this and, and see what what shakes out as a result I'll just add a postscript to that, which is that um, in the Navigating Beliefs course, um, uh, module one, what is SE? Uh, uh, we think it very is very clear to identify correctly uh, the scope of what uh, what constitutes SE. Uh, when completing that module, you should be able to recognize an SE conversation when you see it. And um, arising out of uh, controversies and discussions and, and whatnot, we, I, I think that uh, the module is getting so far, but maybe not far enough. Uh, so we, uh, we are uh, proposing this additional uh, checklist ad for module one, what is SE, which helps people better determine and identify that that is an SE conversation. Now, it doesn't assess the quality of it. That's something else but at least it helps people to see an SE conversation and correctly identify it. So that's uh, uh, one way we can help. 
And Jan, did you raise your hand again? Okay, coming up, Jan. And thanks for handing yeah. that. I, one of the workers knocked on the door and had to take the call. Take the call. It's it's actually a good su suggestion by Rick in the in the chat of this uh, of this event. He asked me about uh, real life SE using chatbots, and this is something I've been playing around a little bit with this this week. That now with the possibility to create your own GPT in Chat GPT, um, there have been some experiments making. Uh, SE practitioners, SE trainers with chatbots using the SE course as training material to learn ChatGPT how to help others critically reflect on the quality of the reasoning using SE style questions. And what I was playing around this week is also using the voice to text feature in combination with that GPT version. So then it becomes all of a sudden possible to use voice to interact with an SE practitioner based on AI. Now, the question I would, would like to ask in this in this setting is, would that lend me in the experimental SE videos category if I were to create something like that? Probably, I don't know, it, it's hard to say. There's another playlist that I didn't mention because I didn't want to get too bogged down in the playlist. There's one called Variant Street Epistemology Videos where the hidden claim is at, the survey stuff, can of words. So I'm thinking that, um, you know, if you're doing this and you're getting down to the epistemology type of thing, it might go in the Variant video uh, yeah. playlist. And we have a lot to say about AI and SE, like that, that's a really exciting area. That's not, it's not what your question was about, but maybe we can even touch on some, like our thoughts about AI and SE that might be kind of interesting to get into, but I don't want to get too far afield. Did you want to add anything, Robert, to his question? Yeah, I, I just want to, I just want to give it a kind of a, um, uh, a trend, uh, identify the trend with respect to SE and the experimentation uh, and the focus on innovation. There are things today that are, are, are considered standard SE, which were experimental at, at the time. Things as basic as the Tic Tac test was considered an innovation at the time. And um, so as SE uh, grows and develops, things that are more recent um, uh, uh, developments in terms of variations uh, on SE are things like uh, kind of words, hidden claim SE, that type of thing. Now, um, you would expect SE as, as, a, as a set of techniques and as a community to grow and diversify in multiple directions. This is a sign of maturity. So um, I think that we would want to see various kinds of bots uh, and any other any other use of uh, technology as well. So uh, this is all good things in terms of seeing SE grow in uh, uh, grow and mature in all different directions. So I just I see it that. In, in in that context, it's not it's not linear. This is this is in the inside the SE box and or outside of the SE box. That's kind of like uh, more static. Uh, you think of think of it a, a more of a trend of growth. Yeah, for years people have been messaging, "Hey, I want to start an, do an SE bot," and it just always fizzled out. But now the tools are out there to build it, and that's so exciting to see. Like. <laughs> Part of me would be like, part of me is kind of like a little threatened, like, oh, that should be something SCI, sh SCI should do the bot and get it out there. But you know what? SCI can only do so much. And it's cool that other people are working. We, we, one of the main goals of SCI is to 
promote street epistemology and propagate it to others around the world. So if there are people developing chatbots based on materials that are that are being developed to teach SE, that's awesome. It does get a little wrinkly uh, if you monetize it, because if you're using the Navigating Beliefs course specifically, there's a Creative Commons license that prevents the monetization of it. But aside from that, we want people to propagate it. And there's so many other resources besides the course that can be fed into an AI to teach it. So for example, videos transcriptions of videos or what about the the thousands of hundreds of videos maybe it's a thousand now the hundreds of videos that were used to develop the course and the back discussions that were used to arrive at the conclusions that resulted in the course itself that might be something that an ai like can you imagine engaging with an ai to 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 peel back what 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 were the creators thinking when it came to uh informed consent with regards to net to street epistemology you can engage with the ai on that type of stuff too so I think that the potential is huge to teach it as much about SE as possible, but um, we don't have the bandwidth for it. We were just going through our strategic planning and business planning, and it's one of the things that we're kind of like, let's just let people from the community do that, and we'll assist them if they need help with it. But it's a very, very, very exciting um, development, and I'd, I'd like to even see an AI bot on the Street Epistemology website. You go to the website, you see the bot, and you can interact with it right then and there, maybe even. Sorry. I've linked the uh, Discord threads in the chat, uh, and I will return to the audience. Thanks for discussing this. Thank you, Jan. Any more written questions there, Jordi? Just cle clever, clever comical relief. FK says, if AI works better than humans at SE, will you rename the org to SEAI? <laughs> Cute. Yes. <laughs> The ultimate goal of SEI, I think the ultimate goal of SEI is to put ourselves out of business where like the tools are out there, everyone's been trained, everyone knows how to do this. And now SEI just becomes a historical uh, repository of how we got to that point. But that would be, that would be kind of fun. We use AI quite the, the a bit thing, when we're doing SE, SEI related stuff. I, I think the thing that's going to really burn your noodle is, is having two different AIs do SE against each other. <laughs> Yeah. Well, not really against, with each other. With, Collab with collaboration. Exactly. Collaboration. The, I, I AIs, the AIs would know that they would collaborate civilly. As long of as they're that. Okay. Yeah, yes. That's, I mean, that's actually a really interesting topic because right now there's a lot of concern about artificial intelligence becoming very negative and against people. And we're training it with data based on our communications with each other. So I see our communication method being a good training ground for AI. If you think of AI as our children and them understanding that we human beings do respect each other and get along with each other, hopefully that trains the AI to do the same for us when they do excel beyond us uh, in technology and brain power and you know, in everything that they're doing. So it's it's important what we're doing, I think, it's not just for us, it's for the AI overlords coming. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 We are Go still ahead. we we are still in early days with respect to AI application. I would invite anybody here to take any AI that they choose and ask the AI to take the SE survey. <laughs> yeah. 
and see what the limitations of AI are today. Or even just asking to define SE. You know, I found though that the most, almost every time I engage with an AI about SE, it understands it really well and it's, it's pretty accurate. But that accuracy is only going to increase. And to Kevin's point, yeah, like teaching an AI how to do SE and, and how humans respond to SE types of engagements might be, like, yeah, I'm thinking that maybe an AI could actually learn from that and improve because it has those skills. And an AI without knowledge of SE would be a bad AI, in my opinion. We have a hand up. Okay. Come on onto the stage, enjoyist. Yeah, I just have one quick comment. I just read uh, about a week ago that from a study, they had chat GPT take the political compass test and um, the AI <laughs> is, is left leaning. That's all I, I just took <laughs> Right, that's so, interesting. Well, you know, the, you know the old saying, right? Reality uh, has go. a little bias. There you go. Or facts, yeah. I'm yeah, sure a lot of people disagree with that one. Oh yeah, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, doesn't Elon Musk X have an have a AI bot too? I wonder how that would perform on that same political spectrum test. Hi, Reed. Okay, Reed's here too. Reed is our Hello. president of Reed's the president of Street Epistemology International. Welcome, Reed. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we're still taking questions here. Um, anything else, Georgia, to add? I, yeah, T Rex's tiny arms is is asking about intent mattering when you're doing SE. If it's used to persuade rather than simply encourage critical reflection. Regarding a political, social, or philosophical position, can it still be called SE? Not crazy about use it for your activism bent in the course personally. So Deep. does intent matter? Yeah, we can spend 20 hours talking about this topic. Mm. We won't, but- um, We have. We have. And, we, and we have, and we, we absolutely <laughs> have. So I'll give a short answer and then maybe someone from the board wants to elaborate on it. Um, so in the course, Navigating Beliefs, uh, there's a module called, it's module two, why use street epistemology? And we've made a delineation between goals that you should have when you're doing SE and goals that you could have. And the should goals include understanding your conversation partner and helping them reflect on the quality of their reasoning. Those are the two shoulds. But there's also could goals. You could have the goal of persuading your conversation partner to come around to your point of view. And that could be your intent. And, and I've always been of the mindset, like people will use SE for this and do. So it would be doing a disservice to, to in the teaching of SE to leave that part out of it or gloss over it or say that it doesn't happen because it does and can happen. Now, whether or not it should is a completely different question. It's an ethical one. Uh, and I don't know if you know, we, we don't necessarily have to tease back like the the ethical implications of it, but we, we kind of leave it up to the content, or not the content, we kind of leave it up to the practitioner as far as how much you want to reveal about what you're hoping to achieve from doing the conversation. And it gets murky, especially if you want to build in informed consent. If you want your conversation partner to be fully on board with what you're doing, but you're hiding something back, I don't see how you could do that. You kind of have to reveal your position. But then there are some people that say, well, no, if, if I reveal my position, they're, they're, they're going to become defensive and they're doing things that are harmful 
And so this is noble to hold back my view because it makes a bigger impact on them. Uh, it's, it's, it's a tough, you know, there's, there's not a one answer fits all type of thing for that, for that scenario. I don't know if the board had any thoughts on that. Yeah, I'll just mention. That, I'll just mention just very quickly that there's module fourteen called activism, um, in phase two. Yeah, yeah, the activism one is where that's that's funny that we're saving the activism module for the last one because that's the usually the first uh, the first time people encounter SE is because they they're watching an activist use SE. But most people, when they learn SE, they don't use it for activism per se. I guess it depends on how we're defining activism. But most people aren't activists learning SE. They just want to talk to their ma, who's sending money off to the to the fortune teller, you know, every month. <laughs> it's that type of stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, the module 14 is going to be really important because that's where we're going to get into we're going to get into the mindset of an, of an activist who's using street epistemology and talking about the challenges that come with that and the controversies. Well, that's the last module that we're writing for the course. Yeah, and I would say in, in every conversation we have, I, th I don't think you can have a human to human conversation without there being some sort of persuasion. Um, that's just kind of in our nature when we interact with each other. But I think the ability for, for us to have these conversations and really be doxastically open and want to learn from somebody else. If we if we're taking on an activist mindset, it makes it harder. You know, if you've made your decision, I am no longer open. This is my this is my belief, and I'm going to push that at you. There's a, di a subtle difference there between trying to work and find the truth together. So it's it's an interesting conundrum. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think yes, so. I'm looking forward to reading that module. Can't wait for it to come out. Yeah, I think uh, pretty much anybody who's doing SE should be an activist for critical thinking. I think SE is intrinsically an activist activity for helping people learn about critical thinking using their own topic we're discussing as an example to flesh out so much stuff. We're now outlining module 10, the evaluating quality of reasoning module. And there's just, we're now thinking through every single thing we can ask people challenging questions about. And uh, there's just tons of stuff. And is that an activist activity? I think I'm trying to persuade people to learn about maybe informal fallacies or having, having the value of being open to being wrong and having the attitudes of being open-minded and curious. I want to persuade people to be this way. Maybe that's like the, the core activist activity for SE, but then you could potentially um, add on additional things you're activist about, potentially. Yeah, I think T-Rex's tiny arm says activism is for, activism is for critical thinking versus hoping people switch positions. Right. Yeah. Yeah, or instead of hoping people switch to your position, Right, because yeah, and we were thinking there there could be a whole offshoot of of critical thinking activists who are using SE strictly to teach people how to become better thinkers. 
Like that could be a spin-off version. That would probably be a variant version of SE. Like we're going to start seeing more variants as, as we go forward. Uh, and that could be one of them. Like when I, when I was going out to do SE, it was to explore the, the, the quality of the reasoning why somebody thought some claim was true. I didn't have the broader goal of educating my conversation partner, uh, but people could do that. Um, I had the broader goal of educating the viewing audience. That was my goal of recording the videos and putting them out there. I wanted people to see like what SE is about and how it works and what are some of the problems with it. But um, using SE to educate is an interesting switch that I hadn't considered. And it actually kind of reminds me a little bit about Socratic method. If you ask people about Socratic method, a lot of people will say it's, it's what teachers use to educate, to teach. And, but I, I think that that deviates from the vanilla standard SE of exploring. So the shift from exploring to teaching would be, would move it more into the activism bucket, I would say. And Leanne M asks, would SE activism be considered experimental SE? No, that's basic. <laughs> it's not. Core. It's core. I, I'd say it's probably core. I'd probably start off as variant. And then before long, like anything that's variant mm -hmm. will probably eventually become just SE. Like that umbrella will keep expanding as we see these diverse applications of it. Uh, we have somebody who if, wants to if, join. Go ahead, Robert, finish your thought. And then we have uh, something coming up. Yes, if you if you want to talk about activism related to critical thinking, I would ask anybody to use your local Bard or AI or ChatGPT and ask the question: What is an epistemic vice? And give examples of that. The, these are the things that SE conversation to address. SE conversations would be good to address epistemic vices. Is that what you said? Because you broke up a little bit. Yeah, epistemic vices. Mm -hmm. We also bandied about the idea of starting like a, you know, we have we have committees for content creators. We have committees for community organizers and, and that type of thing. We're also thinking it might be fun to start an SE labs, a regular meeting where we can practice things like we have a challenge in the field where people are confused about the quality of testing. Like they, they don't understand the feasibility. And then we can have a room full of SEers just brainstorm ideas on, on thought experiments or questions that would be good to ask to overcome that issue and then release that as a video. And then hopefully content creators would watch that and practice it and, and start working it into their own examples. And then we could see if it works or not. So we're, we're definitely not worried. Like we're not afraid of experimentation uh, unless it becomes popular and it deviates too much from what we understand SE to be. So we really like encourage that that kind of that kind of experimentation. We want to see more of it. Hi, uh, Retrova. Sorry, I forgot that I added you to the stage. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, my name's Jay. Um, so I am. I have been leading a community practice session in Tulsa for about a year, and so my main question for you guys is if you have any type type of um, advice on how to practice these in a group setting, because I'll explain a little bit and then I'll give you a chance to answer. So our things have been basically people coming in who, who don't know what SE is, and I basically tell them, hey, come on, try it out. It's great. You know, you'll learn something. It'll be fun. We'll have some deep conversations. It'll be interesting. And they come and enjoy themselves. But a lot of people, what I found is 
it's very non-intuitive for them to listen actively. And so that's a lot of what we're practicing in these sessions is how to listen, how to not react out of your emotions, you know, as Pine Creek would say, be more dead inside. Um, that is a lot of these conversations are really triggering for a lot of people. And so I'm wondering if you have, I've thought of different ways to practice these, like maybe post a claim that's really triggering for some people and have them try to steel man it. Like that's an advanced technique, but um, yeah, there's a lot of these possibilities about how you can best utilize your time in a setting where you're meant to practice these things. But yeah, I'll let you guys have your comments on that. Yeah, so a couple of thoughts that I have would be that, uh, and I'm, I'm dropping a link. There's a there's a regular community organizers meeting that's happening. And in fact, I think we're going to do, we're, we're planning to do four across 2024. Uh, and um, Carl is a volunteer out of Germany who's leading that. That would be a great place to go if you're running groups and you're looking for ideas on how to how to deal with that. And your idea is a good one that I don't think I've heard before. That would be great to share with that group, by the way. But one thing that I've heard people do is that they, one of the first things they do at their meetings, whether it's online or in person, is they they segregate into two groups, people that are familiar with SE and people that aren't. And then they do, they do a sort of a quick orientation for the unfamiliar. And then they do some other task with the familiar people. And then they bring them together. And that helps to alleviate a lot of the misunderstandings right from the start. But ideas like that are things that are coming up at these gatherings that uh, that you should attend that would be perfect for you to go to i think that sounds good yeah i'd love uh, to see you there well, at that <clears throat> one of the one of the amazing ideas that came out of those uh those community uh, meetings um was the idea of uh breaking it down to uh, breaking se down into specific uh sub tools and techniques and uh developing uh, sub practice exercises for those specific techniques uh, by themselves. That is to say, a, a, a lot of people naturally, in terms of trying to learn SE, will try to do complete end-to-end -end SE conversations at, in a role-playing situation. That gets you so far. But if you want to break it down into sub-components and practice them individually, and then only later put them together into full conversations, I think you get, you'll get much further down the road uh, in the long term. And I would say the ability to help people to just in a, in a normal conversation, identify claims, and you start to listen differently when you're in public having conversations. It's like, oh, that's a claim. That's a claim. That's a claim. And that even that ability to actively listen enough that you identify those claims. So then you start to go, well, I'd love to learn more about that. Even that technique is, is false. A lot of people fall short on understanding that they're not saying something that's just true. It's they're claiming something. So right, being yeah, a variation on exactly that is have somebody read a paragraph of something, and have everybody else in the room saying, uh, identify the claim just made. Who 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 can identify what claim? Uh, were there multiple claims made? What were they? Uh, that's just simply identifying the claim. A simple exercise. That one's really good. I I might 
incorporate that one at our next meeting too, just to, like you said, those targeted practice sessions of a specific technique related to the whole conversation. I think that's really helpful. Yes. Other groups have learned this. So yeah, try it. Thanks everyone. Absolutely. And uh, I would also add that SEI is really interested in those types of suggestions because we're we're starting the process of developing a facilitator-led training. And well, what's the best way to teach SE? Well, I think we could learn a lot from the from the different clubs that are already answering that question. So keep up the great work doing that. How long have you been doing that with your group in Oklahoma? Oh, you're muted. Um, they may have left the stage too, but they're still on the stage. Uh, okay. Oh, you're, you're there. Um, Did you hear my question? Meeting, yeah, we've been meeting every month for about a year. Um, That's awesome. So we are, we kind of at a sh offshoot, the street epistemology meetup group that I'm running is kind of an offshoot yeah. of our nonprofit in Tulsa. We're the atheist community of Tulsa. So I'm actually the president of Atheist Community of Tulsa. And so this, I kind of wanted to, it's part of the ACT, but um, I created a separate meetup group. So people who aren't atheists or don't identify as atheists, they'll feel comfortable coming to this and seeing it and not feel some sort of stigma with interacting with an atheist group in their social medias or anything like that. But we are technically part of, um that nonprofit, the atheist community of tulsa but um so we've been talking about it for several years but yeah actually meeting monthly for a year now started in january of 23. wonderful that's great well i hope to see you at one of those future meetings with the communities the communities organizers meeting that we do yeah great. that sounds good yeah okay good we'll hope to see you there thanks for coming up and Georgia, do you have any uh, other written nah. questions? This was an interesting one. Can SE be used for nefarious ends? And has anyone done that? And where the SE trolls at? Question mark. <laughs> this this looks like it came from barcode. I don't know what how to pronounce this <laughs> okay. uh... person's name. I don't know. That's people have asked me that question before. I feel like my answers are insufficient. I'd like to hear somebody else answer that. Can, what do you think? Can SCB be used for nefarious purposes? I'm wondering if it would actually be SE in that format. It all depends on your, like you know, if if you're seeing somebody who's a meat eater and then they they talk to somebody who's challenging them on that and then they stop eating meat. I imagine there could be somebody who said that that was used for nefarious purposes or something, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, or yeah. you used SE to get people into your cult. It, like yeah. if you use that to persuade them, that's, a, that's kind of a form of activism too. You know, it's going to be activist towards what I would believe and I want you to join me and I'm going to steer you into my way of thinking. Yeah. That could be dangerous. Yeah. I would say if there's two people that know under they they understand SE really well and they're engaging with each other, it, it can't be used for nefarious purposes because 
I would think because you're asking people questions, you're listening to them, and then you should be open to them asking same types of questions in return. So it should be a back and forth. And if you're using the same tools to explore these issues, I don't see how that could be done, but I mean, that, that's been a, should, right? Should, yeah. <laughs> right. right, because you've got somebody who's not doing that and you've got other people who are, mm -hmm. we can assume if they're both doing that, that wouldn't happen. But I think and that's been various. A, yeah, it's been a complaint. It's been a compl it's been a complaint about SE from the start. You know, you're approaching unsuspecting people and tricking them into coming around to your point of view, that type of thing. And I can use this for writing, and I can use this to kill you. Mm -hmm. It's a tool, yeah. right? I mean, people will try to misuse tools. We wrote a bunch of responses to the more popular SE criticisms, and for the course, but now. We put them in the uh, the frequently asked questions section on the website right now. And if you search for yeah. SES manipulative, okay, he locked up there for uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, you're back. Uh, yeah, just okay. Uh, so what you're saying is that the, we've moved that to the FAQ page. Yeah, you, you before module one had paragraphs and paragraphs of the common criticisms and concerns about SE. And then we got feedback from people, primarily people familiar with SE saying, what are you doing? Why are you teaching learners this? They don't need to know this just yet. So we took that advice to heart. We don't want to paper over it, but so that's why we moved it to the, to the FAQ page. So it's not in the course, but it's prominent on the page. And we talk about whether SE is manipulative or not. Um, is it atheist activism? The, the typical kind of concerning questions that you, that you hear are on that page. And we've been here for about an hour. I think we we're probably planning to go for about an hour, an hour and a half. So if there's any more people that want to come up, uh, feel free to do so now. Uh, it looks like somebody's coming up. Or you can ask your question, just preface it with the word question, and then Georgia will be watching out for those. All right, so somebody named Love and Ignorance is coming up. Hello. Come on up. Nice to have you here. What's up? Uh, I think my mic's mixed up. Yeah, I was just going to ask, what is the goal of SE? Like, what do you what do you guys want out of it? Huh? We as S, we as SEI, yeah, as SEI, because we're here as SEI, I suppose. So, um, the mission statement of Street Epistemology International. Let's, oh, do you have it? Written? You have it. <laughs> we are committed. We are committed. I have my little vision and mission statement right here. Go. I'll drop it in the. Yeah, okay. I'll drop it in, I'm going to drop it in the yeah. chat, but I'll, I'll read it. Do um, it. We're. We are committed to addressing dysfunction in public and private discourse by, encourage, by encouraging rationality through civil conversation and providing people around the world with the resources needed to develop, practice, and promote street epistemology. So that, that's SEI's mandate. Um, we want as many people to learn SE as possible, use it in their daily lives, use it at work, uh, use it on, uh, with their, their own claims that they make. And we think that if enough people do this, the world will become more rational. It'll actually improve things if we if we can blast this out and and educate as many people as possible about it. Doesn't necessarily mean that you have to learn it to the point that you can do it with somebody, because we think just learning it is a huge is a huge advancement forward for for humanity. We can do that. So that's primarily the biggest goal that we we have going on. And that's why that um, our that that mandate um, 
there's an there was an earlier question in the chat about just using SCE to get you know uh, make friends with getting along with somebody, and you could use SCE just to do that to establish a relationship, but that's just a bit like using a Ferrari to go down down the corner store. Uh, it's 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 overkill. Uh, SCE is not really designed for that. It's really designed for much broader goals in terms of dysfunction in public and private discourse. Yeah, we have all these difficult topics that are on everyone's minds, but few people are talking about them. And when we do, we take pot shots at each other on social media usually, and we don't talk about it in the real world. It's time to start talking about it in the real world. And I think SE is the is the best set of tools that I've ever discovered, ever come across that help people bridge those gaps and align people's confidence to the quality of their own reasoning. So it's a total game changer. And that's why we're throwing so much time and effort uh, towards it. You know, and part of that, I think a huge, huge part of this that I think sometimes may be misunderstood um, is we need to give people a space where they feel comfortable to have these conversations. And if we're not making it comfortable for somebody to have this conversation to open up and building that rapport, and we're starting from a place of anger, that doesn't, that's kind of antithetical to me, to what we're, we're trying to accomplish. So I don't, I don't want SE to be a schoolyard bully tool to get people to start talking about something. Um, I think that's a misuse of the, of the tool personally. We've even used SE within our own discussions here at SEI. Like we have differing views on politics and the topics of the day. We don't all agree on everything, but we agree that we want to spread SE and we want to promote and practice, promote and practice it and study it and just get it around as, as many people as possible. So it's been really helpful just with us. And, uh, now if SEI can't survive difficult topics, then I don't know what organization could. So we're, we're really holding ourselves to the fire and using SE when, when we, when we have those challenges, right? Reed? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that might be a good note to end it on. So that was about an hour and 10 minutes. Uh, I don't know if there's any last, were there any last minute questions there, Georgia? That you yeah. Yansa uh, asks you, he once saw you interviewed that you interviewed a Christian pastor who preceding the interview stated that his faith is the only thing stopping him from doing something violent slash unsafe. Anthony wisely chose to back out of the interview. His question is, had Anthony not chosen to back out, would a decision to proceed with that interview with intent to dismantle this dude have been an example of using SE for nefarious purposes? Ooh, what a difficult question. It all depends on how that person acted as a result. So it's conceivable that that person may have said all those things, never really meant it and needed somebody to like stick with him a little bit longer and push back and, and help him realize that maybe he's overconfident in a conclusion that he can't back up. And it was actually beneficial for him. Like that, that is another possibility. It doesn't mean necessarily that he would have gone out and started harming other people or himself. But he was saying that that was the case. That was enough for me to, to back off. But interestingly, during that same interview, the host who was interviewing me continued to explore that guy's reasoning. 
Well, I felt that that was really reckless, but he, yeah, and that, and that that was his decision. Um, it's so hard to say because you can have an SE conversation, and maybe you're you're just exploring the definition of a word. What do you mean by the word God? And just that definite, just that one question, and you're not even getting to confidence, reasons, epistemology. That could be earth shattering to somebody. So you don't know. How, it's hard to say how people are going to react even to the most benign questions that you think that you're asking. So, uh, we, I think we have this in the course. We don't want to harm people. That's one of the ethical right. goals yeah. of, of, yeah, we, we, we don't want to harm people, but you could be harming people with these questions. You just have to be really delicate. And I, I would say err on the conservative. Okay, I, I, think I there's say, a, okay. just as a, a postscript to that, there's a, there's a difference between the intent to cause harm the potential of causing harm so um we 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 don't want to do any harm we want to uh use empathy and compassion um uh, within these conversations that doesn't mean that the conversations themselves cannot be intense or 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 passionate uh there was a you know a, a, a recent uh uh video of an uh, of a of an essay conversation that some people here in the group have, uh, have uh, where one was brought to tears during the conversation. Now that was an intense conversation. It was a passionate conversation, but it was dealt with compassion. And uh, so when, uh, when you can, uh, one can do conversations like this, have conversations like this, they can, they can be uh, em emotional. Uh, but as long as there is an intent not to cause harm, I don't think that you could have a nefar nefarious intent. Well, great. All right, Georgia, were there any more questions? Because I think we probably want to start wrapping it up here. One last one came up, but also Bjorn wants to know if there's any cool t-shirts that they that we can all look forward to. <laughs> he would Bjorn love to get a t-shirt store going up for I know, to help I know. us with our mission. One of our missions is to on. one of our missions is to promote street epistemology, and we, one way to do that is through t-shirts. Um, we're working with with Bjorn. He's our graphic designer. He's been helping with the designs for the course and uh, documentation that we're putting out. And uh, he actually worked up some T-shirt designs. Uh, I don't have that file handy, by the way. I don't know if you have it. If you want to drop it in the chat, that would be awesome, Bjorn. You have a little mock-up of shirts. We've been busy with this community stuff and um, the strategic planning and now the business side of things. But we'll we'll revisit that. It would be nice to have some shirts available. We'll probably it'll probably wait until after the website's been changed so that we can put a shopping cart on the site. A shopping cart where we don't want to be. I don't want I don't want t-shirts in my I don't t-shirts. So we'll we have to work up something where we can. Jamie's suggesting a t-shirt design contest. Oh, hmm. okay. It's not a bad idea. Chris O has a question. Yes, there's a popular adage that says, if you want to have a civil conversation, don't talk about religion or politics. Have you heard this before, ever believed it was true, and has SE changed your mind about it? Yes, yes, and yes. Like, I've grown up with that. Uh, haven't we all? Like, that's, at least in the United States, that's what we're told, that you don't talk about those topics. And it uh, enrages me so much because I hate small talk. Like, I hate, I hate inane chit chat that gets you nowhere yeah. i want to talk about 
those subjects, but we don't talk about them normally. But I understand why we don't is because people don't have the tools to talk about them productively. And that's where SE comes in. So once you learn SE, you can talk about those things. But beforehand, it's probably good advice because usually it doesn't turn out very well. But I'd like to see that change. And I think you're not alone <laughs> in that. Um, small talk, people, people, a lot of people just really hate that small talk. And it is drives people mad. And just having a little bit of this true epistemology in your conversation style. I've had, I just had somebody this last week in a business meeting say, say, how is it that you, you get to talking such deep personal stuff so quickly? And, and I'm not, and, and it's great. It's a great conversation. How do you do that? Like, what are you doing? You know, they're, they're asking me what's, the, so it works. So. And if you are in an environment where uh, there's a strong polarization of differing views, not talking about it allows the divide to remain, allows the divide to increase by simply not talking about it. You are you are letting things get go from bad to worse. So uh, this is a way of SE is a way of addressing that dysfunction. Dropping some t-shirt designs in the chat while you're talking. All right. So I don't, I don't think anyone else is coming up onto the stage here. So I think this might probably be a good time to, to wrap it up. Uh, like we mentioned at the start of it. Yeah, I got that. But I'm going to, I'll, I'll drop them in the chat here in a second, but uh, we'll wrap it up today. This, this was a good, you know, good long hour discussion. And, uh, I want to keep doing this. You know, we want to before, we'll schedule. We go, yeah, let's go ask people how do you guys think that this was beneficial? And would you like to see us continue doing this? Because that was kind of the goal for this was to keep an open communication between between us and the community. Uh, because if there is a vacuum of information, people will create their own information. So how often would you guys like to see something like this? Yeah, maybe just drop something in the chat quarterly, monthly. Uh, right now, we're planning to do this every two months. And uh, we'll, it'll probably also be helpful once we get this released in the podcast. We'll probably start cool. seeing more people show up to go. it as well. Reed's got a poll up there. Oh, nice. Someone wants yeah. to know what's behind you, Kevin. What animal are you keeping in your terrarium? Uh, a Chinese water dragon. He is back there. So it was a rescue from our, our local high school. The teacher didn't know how to take care of it anymore. So uh, my daughter decided that we had to rescue. So now we've been part of our family now for four years. So that whole thing is a terrarium. That whole that whole wall. Yeah, it's it's seven foot, uh, oh seven gosh. foot by seven foot tall and three feet deep. Oh, how big's the animal? Uh, from head to tail, probably two, two and a half feet. But the body itself is, you know, nine, eight, nine inches. So. Do they eat cats? Because you have a couple cats in your house too, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, not, 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 
unfortunately, for someone who's allergic to cats, right, Kevin? Right. Yeah. <laughs> We've got four of them running around. And... But I love them. They're sweet. All right. Hmm. Well, that Those concludes our... That concludes our first town hall slash uh, pet pet story sharing hour. Um, <laughs> we'll do this again. We'll look at the results of that survey. I, I noticed Reed posted a survey. It shows uh, monthly, bi-monthly, quarterly. And at the moment, it's three votes for monthly, 13 votes for bi-monthly, and nine votes for quarterly. So we'll see. But again, like I said, we'll move this around too. We won't always do it on this Discord server. But thanks for the hosts of this Discord server. This server isn't controlled by SEI. They were kind enough to, to let us come on their channel and, and do this. All right. Up to 14 for bi week for bi monthly now. Okay, it's going up. All right, it's going up. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. Thanks for Thank everyone who joined us today. And feel free to stick around in this Discord server. There's lots of Great channels and great discussions going on. We'll see you later. Thanks. Bye-bye. The Street Epistemology Podcast is a production of Street Epistemology International. The views, guests, and topics expressed here, or not expressed here, do not necessarily represent those of the organization.